Hello, I'm Corey Stroman. Welcome to the Rochester Rising podcast, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs in Rochester, Minnesota. Thank you for spending some time with us today to learn more about small business and the culture of entrepreneurship in Rochester. We hope that you learned something today from a local entrepreneur that can help you with your own journey. Rochester Rising is a part of Collider, a Rochester-based nonprofit that activates, connects, and empowers early-stage entrepreneurs in our community. You can learn more about Collider and how our organization can help accelerate and assist your entrepreneur journey at collider.mn. We release a podcast episode the second Wednesday of each month here at Rochester Rising, which you can find on the Collider website or wherever you best like to listen to your podcasts, including on YouTube. We also have many articles and videos that we have created over the years telling the stories of both new and very experienced business owners. You can find all of that content on our website. Rochester Rising was launched in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship taking place within the city of Rochester, especially stories that otherwise would not have been told, and to take the time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, please consider donating if you can so that we can continue sharing these stories. We use the local business for giving for our fundraising efforts. You can find more information about our tip jar and how to donate through Forgiving in our show notes. This week on the podcast, we chat with student entrepreneur Jinglin Lee, who started an online tutoring service, Living Room Tutors, and who our executive director and ecosystem navigator, Amanda Leitner, has been able to assist through her work here at Collider. to meet you. I'm Corey. Hi, Corey. I'm Jing Lin. Awesome. <laughs> there to wouldn't meet be a you. Zoom call if there, there wouldn't, there wasn't like technical difficulties at the beginning. So absolutely. It's just the age that we live in at this point. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to t- chat with me today. It's Amanda speaks so highly of you and the work that you guys did together. So it's really nice to meet you. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> well, awesome. Um, so today I'd love to chat with you about your experience starting Living Room Tutors and also kind of how Collider was able to help you in that journey. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, to start off, we can uh, go outside of the business side of things. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like what are your hobbies and interests and things that make you you? Um, so right now I'm a freshman at the University of Minnesota Twin Cities. Um, and, you know, outside of class, I like to do a lot of reading. Um, and then I also liked cooking a lot. Like I did a lot of cooking, but now that I'm in college, um, I'm kind of stuck eating dorm food. I don't get to really explore that hobby as much. Oh, sorry. Um, I also really like film and like photography. Um, I have this little pocket camera that's like, it fits um, right into like just my pocket and I I can take it everywhere, but um, it like shoots really, really cinematic um, video. And so um, I spend a lot of time doing that as well. Oh, that's awesome. 
Uh, so tell me a little bit in your own words about living room tutors. What is like user experience like and, and what were your intentions with starting that? Yeah, so essentially what we do at Living Room Tutors is we take volunteer student tutors and we match them to students in need of tutoring. And so this idea originally came about um, two years ago when the pandemic first shut down schools. I remember it was around this time in 2020, around March, um, where Rochester Public Schools was kind of like, hey, um, don't come back after spring break. We're finishing the rest of the school year completely online. Um, and obviously that was a big adjustment for all students. Um, but I have two younger siblings at home and they're elementary aged. And I noticed particularly that they were really, really struggling with that transition over to distance learning, um, which makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, having to navigate how to email your teacher or like ask for help in a digital setting, all of those things, um, just it just makes it tough for everyone. And so I knew that um, if our family was struggling with this, you know, we couldn't be the only ones. Um, and then also from my perspective, as I was a high school senior back then, I knew that there were a lot of peers my age who were just kind of sitting around at home with nothing to do in lockdown. And so I thought it would be really cool to bring about, bring together those two groups of uh, students. Um, and, you know, so far, this is what it's turned into. That's awesome. Uh, so somebody um, first coming into living room tutors, how does that process go um, when they kind of realize they need help, they've found your service, kind of what are their next steps? Yes. So usually people end up on our website and then there's a big button at the top that says sign up now. And that sign up button will take you to our registration form. And like I said, because we kind of work with two groups, we work with the tutors, the people that provide the tutoring and the two T's, which we call the people who receive the tutoring. And so the first question on the form just asks if you're a student willing to um, volunteer through our organization or if you're a student that's requesting tutoring. And basically how you answer that first question, the application like splits two ways. Um, and let's say I'm a student and I'm looking for tutoring, um, then, you know, the registration form will ask you, oh, like, what grade are you in? What is your first choice subject, second choice subject, third choice subject that you need help with? Um, any additional comments? Um, just so we can kind of gauge um, who would be a good match for you. And then once you submit that application, um, our team, um, we see all the responses and we do, we pair you with a tutor that can meet your needs. And then after that, um, you get an email saying like, congratulations, you've been matched. And then we do the introduction um, and we introduce you to your tutor. And from there, um, your tutor will reach out and schedule um, like a first meeting session to kind of get to know you and to discuss um, like a plan. Um, living room tutors, we try to, it's not like a, 
like it's not drop-in tutoring. We try to create matches between people and have them form sustained relationships, um, you know, over time. Yeah, that way yeah. tutors and tutees can get to know each other. Tutors can kind of pick up on what kind of learning style a tutee may have. Um, and so, yeah, after that this, like connection is made, um, your tutor and tutee, like between the two of them, they decide on like a weekly meeting schedule. Like, oh, let's meet every Monday and Wednesday at four, for instance. Um, and then from there, um, things kind of just just go on. <laughs> that's awesome. And that sounds very user-friendly and, and easy to figure out for anybody that's looking. Um, so while you were first getting started, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced? Um, I, okay. I think with starting any type of organization that involves people using your service, I think a big thing is just, you know, getting your brand out there and gaining traction at the beginning. Um, because, you know, sometimes you'll be like, oh, living room tutors and people will be like, what the heck is that? And so, um, a lot of the work I did at the beginning was just talking to everyone I knew. Hey, I'm starting this tutoring organization called Living Room Tutors. Can I tell you about it? And getting on the Facebook pages, posting my information, talking to like KTTC and Post Bulletin, like things like that to kind of increase our brand presence, even though we're not like a for-profit business, but still as a service, like we want to get our word out there um, so that, you know, we can get people to sign up to tutor and we can also get families to sign up their kids for tutoring. Um, and so that was a big thing. And then living room tutors is interesting in that, like, because we are working with two groups of people, like tutors and two T's, we have to be very, there's like a very delicate balance where we don't ever want too many tutors and not enough two T's at once or too many two T's and not enough tutors. Like we can't tip the scale too much in either way. Um, and so that's been, that was one of the challenges. Um, in the beginning, I remember it was relatively easy to get tutors to sign up because as a high school student, you know, obviously I could ask my peers and be like, hey, would you be interested in volunteering? And, but what was difficult for me is like reaching out, was reaching out to the parents um, because, you know, I, that's a different demographic. And so convincing parents who don't know who I am <laughs> to yeah. sign up their kid for tutoring through a program they've never heard of, that was a little bit of a challenge. But um, thankfully, over time, it was so interesting. Like, I feel like once we got the first maybe 10, 15, 22 T signups, like our program kind of just spread like wildfire, like through word of mouth. Oh, um, there was a point where we just didn't really have to do marketing that, you know, people would tell each other, especially I think on a parent side, like seeing your kids struggle um, with schooling and seeing that like a service like living room tutors exists that provides free tutoring. I think that naturally just spread. <laughs> Yeah. because we are such a valuable service. Um, 
And so I think those were, would probably be the two greatest challenges that um, I experienced with living room tutors in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so where did Collider come in? How did Amanda assist you most and what value has that added to living room tutors? Yes. Um, okay. So what I appreciate the most about Amanda and Collider is that sometimes um, I'll get this idea to improve upon a certain aspect of our program or, um, or just there's something that I want to do with living room tutors, but I'm not sure how to execute on it. And I'm not sure who to ask. Um, and so Amanda for me is like kind of like a point person. I'll be like, Hey, we want some help with marketing. Who do you know? And she'll just help me like rattle off like a list of connections that she has. And she'll help us get connected with marketing specialists or what, whoever we need. Um, I think that Amanda is a lot more well-connected um, within Rochester than I am. And okay. so that, that initial like leap to like, oh, who do we ask first or where do we get started? Amanda helps us a lot with that. Um, also she'll like check in with us every few months and, you know, she obviously knows me and knows about our organization. And so when she runs into opportunities that she thinks we'd be a good fit for, um, she sends them to me. And so, um, it's a lot of resource sharing and helping with connections, but in a way that is like super, super valuable to us. Um, especially since our our team is all high school students. So it's like not necessarily that we have any connections in maybe the business world or um, just uh, around Rochester because we are students. Sure, absolutely. Uh, she had mentioned that kind of in jumpstarting your website, she was able to connect you with Prime Digital Academy. Can you tell me a little bit how that went? Yes. Um, so we, yes. So. Amanda connected me prime has like two or they have different types of boot camps. And so initially we were, um, connected to a group of software developers and basically what they helped us with. Um, I was kind of talking about this in the beginning, but, um, how our program works is, um, or at least in the beginning, it was, it was run on a Google forms sheet, um, where, you know, the first question would ask if you were a tutor or a 2D, and then the application would split into two and ask the corresponding questions. So like, if you were a tutor, what subjects can you tutor in? What grade levels are you comfortable tutoring in? Um, and then for 2T, what subjects do you need help with? How old are you? And so um, basically we did the first probably 200 to 250 matches um, manually, meaning oh, wow. someone would go in and compare responses. Um, and <laughs> yes, it was very, very time consuming to have to go in and, um, like look at everyone's responses and try person would be a good match for this person, but maybe this person would be a better match for this person. That whole process, um, was doable, but it was just very, very time consuming. Um, and then after like we established that these two people would be a good match, there was also another layer that took a lot of time, which was um, taking 
our email template and inputting the correct information. So like when a match is made, um, there's an email that goes out to the tutor and an email that goes out to the 2T. And so between all the time, like hand matching people and writing the emails, it was just very, very time consuming for our team. Essentially what Prime helped us with is we, we asked them to create um, like an automatic matching software that would pair tutors and two T's up um, for us based on like a certain set of criteria that we outlined for them. And then after um, a match was made, um, they also, the algorithm also generates that email for us um, so that we can just copy and paste it into our inbox and send it out. And so this, the matching and email, automatic emails, um, it has saved us a lot of like time um, so that we can focus on other things within our organization. Um, so yeah, it's been super helpful and a huge time saver. Awesome. And that's a free service, isn't it? Or Yes. So Prime Digital Academy, they are, from my understanding, um, they have this software development bootcamp. And at the end of it, um, their students, obviously, you know, they want some projects to put on their resume. They want some real life experience with some coding. And so all their services are pro bono, or at least the services their students do. Um, and so they work with like organizations a lot like what our partnership did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you didn't really, at least in the beginning, have trouble finding volunteer tutors. Has that continued to be the same or do you ever find that it's a challenge to find people that are willing to tutor for free and, and help other students out? Um, there are times where, like I mentioned, the scale has tipped a little bit where we were seeing just a, a huge influx of 2T signups and we were really scrambling to like get more tutors. Um, but I'm not sure if that's like just a, if that was just um, a difficulty that arose from people being unwilling to tutor. It was more of a problem that arose because tutoring demand was so high. Sure. Um, I honestly find that there are so many people my age that are willing to step up and help which was a little bit of a concern for me at the beginning. I, I had the same thoughts as you, like tutoring can be a very lucrative job for like people my age. Yeah. Um, you can get paid a lot. So why would anyone volunteer? Um, but I'm so glad to, to like have that um, like notion kind of proved wrong because in my time with living room tutors, we mostly see more tutors actually sign up than 2Ts. Um, and, you know, part of it is being strategic with our outreach. Um, we're contacting like volunteer organizations within high schools and colleges, and we're talking to honor societies. A lot of these groups, um, they are always looking for volunteer activities. Right. And um, because of the pandemic, there weren't a lot of ways to volunteer in a safe manner. Um, oh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Living Room Tutors, we do all our tutoring sessions virtually. So oh, awesome. um, 
So tutoring sessions would look just like this, where, um, you know, you get on a Zoom call or you get on Google Meets. And because of that virtual component also, um, it's been interesting because we've seen people sign up for our program from all across the country um, because there is no geographic barriers with Zoom and Google Meets. Um, so yes, at times there was a challenge trying to meet demand for tutoring um, through finding volunteer tutors. But overall, I would say I'm extremely impressed every day with the amount of people who are willing to not only like sign up, but to devote multiple days out of their week to tutor their students. Um, I've heard of matches that meet like five days a week. And that is just incredible because yeah. that takes a very, that takes a certain amount of dedication, you know? Um, and so, yeah, for the most part, no, but sometimes yes. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome to find that, you know, people maybe are a little more altruistic than one might expect. Exactly. Yes. That's awesome. I'm glad that has been your experience because, I mean, you never know if it could go a completely different way. Mm -hmm. So do you see as the pandemic wanes, um, the need for living room tutors diminishing or do you think that there will be kind of um, a consistent need for this service? Yeah, so um, I don't anticipate that the need for tutoring will just magically disappear because students are back in brick and mortar classrooms. In, in my opinion, tutoring and specifically peer tutoring um, was a huge need in our communities even before the pandemic and that the pandemic kind of exasperated exacerbated those needs um and so our like you know we did start out because of the pandemic pandemic our organization but in no means are we like just a covid um like relief program or something like that um i see a lot of value in peer tutoring um because you know sometimes you just want someone your age to explain a topic to you. Like if, I, if I'm struggling with a certain AP bio class and I know that there's an older student that just took that AP bio class, like obviously they're gonna be really familiar not only with the coursework, but the way the class is structured and some of the projects that I might be doing. Um, and so that element of peer-to-peer -peer tutoring is just so valuable and something that we, we don't ever want to stop offering as living room tutors. Um, and another interesting thing is I've tutored myself through our program, um, through this program. And what sometimes people forget is how beneficial tutoring is for the tutor. Like I am constantly being forced to think of creative ways to explain a subject to my 2T and in that way, I'm also reinforcing my own learning. I'm building upon my communication skills. Um, and so because of, because I see peer tutoring as like benefiting everyone, I just, I think it's super, super cool what we do. Um, and honestly, because in, in these past two years, you know, we've gone back to school, we've gone back into distance learning and 
overall, we don't really see too much of an impact of people either being in school or out of school. Like the demand for tutoring stays pretty consistent and, um, and the willingness of tutors to sign up that also stays pretty consistent. I think the pandemic has changed a lot of like how we operate. And so virtual volunteering, I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. Um, Zoom calls and Google meets, you know, even if it is safe to meet in person, like a lot of people still rely on, you know, these video conferencing um, platforms. And so um, in a short answer or in conclusion, I don't think that the demand will go away. Um, And as an organization, we are like prepared and and willing to continue our services basically indefinitely. That's wonderful. Awesome. Looking toward the future, do you have any like particular plans for growth or expansion in coming years? Um, Yes. So like when I try to think big picture of like, where do I want living room tours in five years and 10 years? um, I think just maybe increasing the scope and the amount of um, students we reach. Um, I think of organizations like Khan Academy. I don't know if you're familiar with Khan Academy. I am not. Okay. Um, so Khan Academy is, is another, um, free educational resource on the internet. And and they basically just have a lot of like lessons, YouTube video lessons on like a variety of K-12 subjects. And so, and, but they kind of have more of like a national scope where like people in all states are using them. Um, for the most part, Living Room Tutors, we, we serve primarily Rochester area, greater Rochester area students, a little bit in the cities, and then a few people scattered around the nation. But um, I don't know of a national tutoring organization currently that does what we do. And um, like I said, just the benefits of peer tutoring, I want everyone to be able to experience that. And so right now, like big picture, that's what I want it to be. Some, some, like I want living room tutors to be more, I guess, known, not just in the Rochester area, but beyond. Sure. Um, and so getting there just kind of means making sure that we have the infrastructure in, the, in place maybe redoing our website to give more functionality, having people like being, having or allowing people to like create accounts and just stuff like that and making sure, you know, stuff like putting in this automatic matching and email algorithm will allow us to handle a larger influx of uh, uh, registration forms, just little things like that to take us to towards building the infrastructure to be able to support a larger amount of students coming into our program. Super awesome aspirations for the future. Do you have any advice for anyone else that kind of has a big idea and isn't really sure how to get started? Yes. Um, I think the biggest thing is to just do it. And I know that may be a little cheesy, but at the beginning, like I can tell you, I was very, very much struggling with a lot of self-doubt. I had this idea in my head for maybe a few days before I even acted on it at all. Sure. Um, because, you know, obviously in the beginning, 
you, your brain will think of a million reasons why you shouldn't do this. Like, oh, no one's going to sign up. Oh, maybe this is a bad idea. Or like, oh, I don't even know how to do this. But in a way, you kind of have to ignore those voices and just try it because you never know what will stick. Um, and Living Room Tutors has honestly just the experience of starting this organization and um, directing it throughout these two years. I've learned so, so much, and it's given me opportunities that I think most 19-year-olds um, don't get to have. And in that way, like, it's, it's really, really shaped who I am right now, just like all the experiences that I've gained through this. And so when I think back to 2020 and I think like, oh my gosh, I was so scared at the beginning to start this. Like, what if I, what if I let, what if I gave into that fear and I ended up just staying in my comfort zone and saying, oh, it was a good idea, but I don't want to do it. You know, how differently my, I guess my years, these two years would have played out. Um, and so, yeah, I would just encourage anyone that has an idea to um, share it with the world and to, to get it out of your brain and into reality in some way, even if it's just like telling someone about your idea, like little things like that can start making, can start the process of turning an idea in your head into something in reality. So yeah. And just believe in yourself. <laughs> that would probably be my advice. That's wonderful. Well, awesome. Thank you so much again for meeting with me today. It was great hearing more about what you're doing. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to speak with you and I'm glad that we figured out all the technical difficulties. <laughs>